Welcome along to episode 17 of Money to Burn, the podcast that looks at the lighter side of business. And in episode 17, we have a very special episode for you because it's my birthday. So what I thought I'd do on my birthday is give you all a gift, give you an episode of Money to Burn to enjoy, to unwrap and to keep forever. And since it's my birthday and since it's a birthday episode, all the themes are going to be to do with birthdays. So we're going to have a what? You never knew. A no more funny business. A breaking fad. But they're all going to have a little birthday twist. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a slice of cake and enjoy all money to burn has to offer. And I listen to Money to Burn while having a cup of coffee in Alicante. Hi, my name is Sue and I listen to Money to Burn while I'm out walking in Tucson, Arizona in the USA. Hi, I'm Michael. I listen to Money to Burn driving along in Eindhoven in the part of Holland. No more funny business on Money to Burn. Let me paint you a little picture. You've had a birthday party and you're sitting on the sofa the next morning and we all know there's beer cans knocked around or there could be food on the floor. You don't know how it got there. There's some unexplained mess inside the microwave. The outside area where everyone's having smokes looks like it's been ransacked by 12 baby raccoons. Um, And you just just don't know what to be doing. You're thinking to yourself, how am I going to clean up all this mess? Well, two guys from Boulder, Colorado had the same feeling. They were sitting around, hungover one day after a party, and they thought, imagine we could hire some people who'd come and clean this up for us. And that's where they came up with Hangover Helpers. The two guys are from Boulder, Colorado, and they decided that they would help their clients crawl back into the land of the living with as little pain as possible. So they show up at your gaff, and they arrive, first of all, with a burrito, uh, very, very nice. And some Gatorade. So that gets you going. Um, it's not for everyone at the party, by the way. It's just for the host, for the birthday boy or girl. And they clean every room where the party happened. Now, they don't just clean up and wipe up around. They clean everything. That includes dishes, pots, pans. It sounds like you're having a big meal here. And they recycle your beer bottles as well. So they're good for the environment. Um, it's a good little uh, angle as well uh, to come along to your party for anyone who's kind of uh, big into the environment, which we all should be. They'll actually recycle your beer bottles. They won't just bring them down um, the road and dump them. They'll actually bring them to the beer bottle bank. Um, the, the company has been really successful. They've made a lot of money and they've even been featured in Forbes magazine. They were on CBS and they were on the talk show Regis and Kelly. Um, for anyone in Ireland, that's like the American version of the Late Late Show. No, it's not that big, but it's still big. Regis and Kelly's pretty cool to be on. Um, they haven't mentioned money to burn on Regis and Kelly yet, so that'll tell you how big it is. But look, the thing is, they're making money from just coming around and cleaning up and using their head outside of the box. And it's been so big that it's even gone as far as Australia. People have replicated this company. So if you go onto the Hangover uh, Helpers website, what you do is they ask you, first of all, how many guests you're going to have. So you can have anything up to 10 to Big Bash. Uh, big Bash means obviously the biggest party. You could probably kind of lie a little bit, a little white lie and say, oh, it's just a small gathering of aficionados. I don't, it won't be any real mess at all. I think if you say Big Bash, they're going to charge you pretty big bucks. Um, you tell them how many indoor rooms there's going to be. Uh, you probably couldn't lie about that. You also tell them how many bathrooms you have. 
and how many areas that there are on the outside. So how many areas people are going to be hanging out in, a front garden, a back garden, a balcony, stuff like that. And then you just tell them your area. You also tell them if you want rubbish removal included. So it'll actually take the rubbish away from your house. You don't even have to worry about that. And then they give you a price based all on that. And they even do gift vouchers. So like if you show up to the party and you couldn't think of anything to get someone, it'd be a great present to arrive with. You could say, hey, look, don't worry about tomorrow. This place is going to be spotless after the party. I got you a voucher for hangover helpers. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant product. Um, great idea. And it's just a great way, another example of thinking outside the box to make um, money. So look, if you're having a party tonight and you're planning on being hungover, head over to hangover helpers. Money to Burn is now on Twitter. To join the other Money to Burn maestros from around the globe, find us under money2 underscore burn. That's money2 underscore burn. You're listening to Money to Burn's Plan B. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, one of the most recognised, if not the most recognised song from around the globe. Happy birthday to you. Anytime you hear that song, I'm sure your ears prick up and you know exactly what it is. If you're in a restaurant having a meal with your friends and you hear that come on, you know, ah, it's someone's birthday. Because it's the most recognised song from around the world according to the Guinness Book of World Records in 1998. It's been translated into 18 languages. Um, The English version, probably the most famous. But it wasn't originally um, called Happy Birthday to You. It was actually Good Morning to All is what the song originally was. And was written by Patty and Mildred J. Hill. The American sisters wrote the song in 1893 as a children's song. Mildred, who was a pianist and a composer, she wrote the tune. While Patty, who was a principal at an experimental kindergarten, wrote the lyrics. Now, the song was honoured at the Chicago's World Fair in 1893 together with its creators. And because it's so easy to remember, children uh, were easily able to sing it, no matter how young they were. The song Happy Birthday to You, that version, was first published in 1912 and was probably sung a lot more before that. Now, in the beginning, there was no copyrights over the song and it was free to use. Um, the Summy Company registered a copyright in 1935 when Preston Ware Orem and Auror Foreman, it's easy for you to say, were credited as authors of the tune. Warner Chapel Music, a division of Warner Music Group, acquired uh, Summy Company in 1998 before becoming the owner of the rights of Happy Birthday to You. As I think I mentioned in a previous episode of Money to Burn, Warner paid $25 million for the company and the value of the famous song was estimated to be roughly about $5 million. I don't think it would have been uh, worth $5 million if it had been the Good Morning to You version. Um, so we're kind of all glad that that changed. Now, Warner stated that the copyright of the song was to last until 2030, according to the 1935 registration. The company claimed that public performances of the song were not authorised by them and are illegal and royalties should be paid to Warner. Now, such is the case in February 2010, when a single performance of Happy Birthday to You was charged $700 in the form of royalties. The song became the highest earning single in history. 
Since it was created, the song has earned roughly $50 million. In Europe, the expiry date of the song's copyright was the 31st of December 2016. So me singing that little happy birthday to you at the start um, there in um, an Elvis-type voice uh, was actually free, thanks to the copyright expiring. Um, which is fantastic. So at the next time you're uh, having a birthday, which I am today, hence this special birthday edition of Money to Burn, you'll know the history behind it. Um, and just be glad that they changed the song from the Good Morning to You version. Um, because otherwise, if we'd have never had a Happy Birthday to You song, 50 Cent's Yo Shawty, It's Your Birthday, could have been the song that we sing to everyone on their birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. Debbie and I listen to Money to Burn on the Lewis Interwork. Hi, I'm Brian and I listen to Money to Burn while in the gym in Kildare. Out working or working out, Money to Burn is always a good shout. Breaking Fad on Money to Burn. So since today the theme of the show is birthdays, because it's today is my birthday if I haven't mentioned it ten times already, we are going to look back at a toy that was big the day I was born. Well, the year I was born. So if it was popular the year I was born, I'm sure it was popular the day I was born. So I'm looking back at what was the big toy in 1982. I'm showing my age there, but I don't mind. Um, I embrace age. I embrace getting older. Because if you're getting older, it means that you're having a good life and it is a privilege. So embrace it. So, the glowworm. That's what was big the day I was born. The year I was born, the glowworm was the toy to have. Everyone wanted it. And it was a stuffed toy. It was a plush pyjamaed warm body. And it contained a power device. When you squeezed it, his head would light up. Now, the toy was huge. It was the toy to have. It was a real success. And Hasbro released a musical version off the back of it. Probably wouldn't have been for me now. Um, but the one that the head lit up on was huge. So much so that they did release a series of books, nightlights, videos, and you mention, you name it, there was glowworm stuff everywhere. Now, I actually remember having one as a kid. I remember a little glowworm being around the house years and years, uh, for years and years, uh, in my toy box. So maybe I did get it on my first birthday. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so I think he, he was very, very popular back in the day. And as you know on Breaking Fad, what we do is we look and see if we'd have held on to these toys or held on to these fads, would they be worth much money? Now, we've looked at so many different toys. We looked at Pogs and we looked at... Um, cabbage patch dolls we looked at so many things on here on money to burn and a lot of them held their value but i have to say glowworms didn't really increase in value now they did a little bit they were worth about a tenner ten dollars ten pounds whatever you want when they first got released each and um, but now they're only worth about a hundred now don't get me wrong for a toy that's that old to be worth five times, ten times what it was worth back in the day is still a nice bit of cash. 
But it's not going to really uh, set the world on fire, is it? Um, some of the toys that we looked back previously, like the Hot Wheels, it was a Hot Wheels car that was worth over a hundred grand. So there's no real glowworms out there that are going to pay your mortgage off or anything like that. So if you do have a glowworm in the attic or floating around, there's probably no real sense in selling it. Um, you might as well just keep it and have some nice nostalgia. And I'll tell you, if you do hold on to it, it'll probably leave you with a nice warm glow. Um, but not too warm, because if it is too warm, that could actually be a dangerous fault. You're listening to Money to Burn. on Money to Burn. So on today's What? You never knew. I have a birthday fact that's so crazy, as I always say, you're going to have to go Google this after, and I encourage you to do it just so you can get your head around it, because I won't be able to explain this one um, in too much detail, because it's very, very complicated. But let's just say you're at a party, and there's 22 others plus you, and that makes 23, in case you're not good at maths. You're going to need to be good at maths to figure this one out, though. But say if you're standing there, and there's 23 of you at a party, including yourself, how many, what would you say the chances are, the percentage chances of you or anyone else at the party sharing the exact same birthday? It must be one in a thousand, maybe one in a million. It must be very, very uh, long shot for two people to share the exact same birthday. Well, I'll tell you, it's actually a lot shorter than you think. It's a 50.48 chance that they share a birthday, that someone in the room shares a birthday. That's like 50-50 chance that that's happening. I know you're thinking, no way, that can't be true. But it is, it's true. And it's known as the birthday paradox. Um, Google it, as I say after, and have a good read about it. You can get the, your head around it maybe a bit clearer. But it, it appears that there's only 22 possible pairs and therefore a chance uh, of a match. So because each guest could match with every other guest, there's 253 possible combinations. So that's 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 right up to 22 and um, now the birthday paradox is strange and it's counterintuitive but it's completely true it's only called a paradox because our brains can't handle the compounding power of exponents we expect probabilities to be linear and only consider the scenarios that we're involved in very selfish of us um, but yeah we, we only ever work out ones like where we're involved so you think oh us and that guy us and that uh, that girl over there but it's all the people at the party. So it's people who are matching up with everyone else. So all the possible combinations work out that the fact is, the chances are, if you're at a party with 23 other people, is a 50-50 chance that two people at that party are going to share the same bar- birthday. Now, say if you're having a big bash, um, hangover helpers would love that, you have 75 people at the party. The chances then of two people sharing the same uh, birthday is a 99.9% chance. Absolutely mind-boggling. So if you are heading to a party tonight, if you're heading over to my birthday party tonight, and there's going to be 75 people here, you might want to bring two cards, just in case. Hi, I'm Frank. I listen money to burn in Hamburg. Hi, I'm Kira. And I love to listen to Money to Burn when I'm relaxing in the evening in Dublin, Ireland. I'm Dave and Glass Nevin. And when I put Kate to bed, we listen to Money to Burn. Money to Burn!
none of your business on Money to Burn. So as you can probably tell by the sting there that you've never heard before, we have a new section of the show. Yes, it's called None of Your Business. And what None of Your Business is about is, it's basically nothing to do with business. Because as you've probably noticed, um, and you really should have by now, a lot of our teams, or all of our teams, have something business related. So what? You never knew. No more funny business, breaking fad. They all have a business type uh, feel to them. And that's because this is a business uh, type show. But sometimes I'll come across a topic or I'll think of something that really doesn't have anything to do with business. So it doesn't really fit in with the show. But it'd be great to talk about it. So I came up with None of Your Business. And that's a section of the show that we're going to have all that kind of stuff in. So I think you're going to enjoy it very much. So today, since it's my birthday, and because it's a birthday related show, we're going to have the topic of birthdays on the show. And... 10 things uh, about birthdays that are going to give you uh, more knowledge on birthdays than you ever thought possible. Okay, so we're going to do a top 10 countdown, our first ever top 10 countdown on Money to Burn. Um, So at 10, here's something about birthdays that you might have known, you might not have known, but after it, uh, you're going to be able to tell all people these great facts about birthdays. So at 10, the history of birthdays. So that that can be traced back to uh, the rise, before the rise of Christianity. In pagan culture, it was believed evil spirits visited people on the their birthday uh, to protect the birthday person from evil people used to surround them and act like they were all merry and happy they'd make a lot of noise and they'd scare the evil spirits away it sounds very much like modern birthdays uh, people gathering around pretending to be happy uh, taking selfies of themselves and uh, getting involved with spirits uh, of a different kind Bacardi whiskey vodka you name it at nine more people celebrate their birthdays in August than any other month so about nine percent of all people celebrate their birthdays in August. Uh, the two other months which rate really high is July and September. Yeah, I'm in the top couple of months for celebrating the birthday. Um, so if anyone ever asks you, like, don't people say, oh, guess my birthday, a good place to start is August because uh, chances are you're a 1 in 10 chance of being right there uh, rather than anything else, a 10% chance of being right. So that's not too bad. It'll uh, People think you're psychic. Uh, at 8, close to 2 billion birthday cards are sent each year in the US alone. So in America... Two, two billion alone in the US. So globally, it's even more than that. According, uh, accounting, it's nearly 58% of all cards sent um, is birthday cards. So it, it re- I thought uh, Valentine's Day would surely compete, but uh, birthdays blow it out of the water. So birthday cards are still very, very popular. It's good to hear. Um, obviously, with all modern technology and all, people send texts and all now, but it is nice to receive a birthday card uh, with a little message inside. Um, it's uh, always very, very heartwarming. So if you want to send in a birthday card to me, um, it'll be greatly appreciated. Ah, no, no need. Um, but look, at number eight, the world's largest birthday cake was created in 1989 for the 100th birthday of the city of Fort Payne, Alabama. And if you think you've got a big birthday cake, um, it's nothing to this. The cake actually weighed uh, 128,238 pounds, uh, 8 ounces. I like the way they put the 8 ounces in there to the weight as well as that was important. I'd probably eat the 8 ounces bit. And used 16,209 pounds of icing. Now that's a big, big cake. Um, at 7, in the 19th century and earliest 20th century, a popular 21st birthday present 
Yeah, no, it wasn't um, a Walkman or anything like that. It was to have your teeth knocked out. Yeah, that was a very, very popular gift you could get. Um, the old teeth knockout. Um, the idea was to prevent uh, the expense of dental treatment later in life. Um, I don't think that's going to make a comeback. Sometimes the stuff on Breaking Fad makes a comeback. I don't think that one's going to make a comeback. Uh, what did you get to your birthday? Uh, I got my teeth knocked out. Oh, very nice. Well, for some. Uh, at number six, uh, birthday parties. I'm sure we've all spent a bit on our birthday party. I think I spent a couple of hundred quid on my 21st and my 18th and stuff like that. But it doesn't do anything to the Sultan of Brunei. Um, he hosted the world's most expensive birthday party to celebrate his 50th birthday on the 13th of July 1996. The cost of his party? A whopping $27.2 million. I sound like one of those shows. A whopping $27.2 million. But he did. He spent a lot of cash. Um, it featured um, a game of polo uh, with Prince Charles. Uh, he had three concerts. Uh, one of them which featured Michael Jackson, the late Michael Jackson, uh, performing concert there. They had caviar, drank the world's most expensive champagne, and each person leaving got a doggy bag. Now, I know when I'm letting people uh, leave my parties uh, that I ever host, I'll always give them a little doggy bag. I'll say, here, look, there's a couple of uh, cocktail sausages, a bit of cake, whatever. But no, they didn't have that in their doggy bag. They had solid gold medals in their doggy bag. Um, so I don't think I can be topping that. Imagine leaving a party and getting a solid gold medal. Uh, pretty crazy. Be pretty wouldn't be a very good thing to leave in a taxi anyway. Um, at five, a uh, very sad one here. William Shakespeare. Uh, we all probably studied him in school. Um, shout out to all the people doing their leaving cert or got the results back. Hope he's all done well. Don't worry, it won't define you anyway, no matter how you did. But William Shakespeare died on his fifty second birthday on the twenty third of April, sixteen sixteen. So that's a sad one. Uh, at four, the most common birthday date of the year is the fifth of October. And the reason you might be thinking, why would it be that date? Um, it could be coincidentally that it falls nine months after New Year's Eve. Um, you can work that out yourself. I won't go too much into depth with that one um, as it is a family show. At number two, uh, cards that play the song. You know, little, you know when you open a birthday card and it plays a little tune and we've all had them. Cards that play the song when you open them use more computing power than it took for the men to go to the moon. Yet yeah, when the me- when we flew to the moon, and um, when when the US did, it took more computing power, um, in to open one of those cards and play a little tune than it did to send a man to the moon. I think that one's kind of crazy. That's kind of mind blowing, um, how much technology's come on. Little do they know when they were sending that guy to the moon that someday we'll use more computing power to wish Dave from Money to Burn happy birthday. Very very crazy. And at number one. One of the craziest birthday facts you'll ever hear is Shirley Temple. We all know her. She was the cute little actress uh, from the films years ago. Um, Well, she was so popular globally that she actually received on her eighth birthday 135,000 presents. Yep, that's right, 135,000 presents. I thought I was doing well this morning when I woke up and I had about 10 presents. But 135,000 presents is taking the biscuit, really is. Um, I wonder, did she actually open them all? I can imagine Shirley sitting there um, and saying, oh my God, I was going to get myself one of those 135,000 times. Yeah, sure you were, Shirley. Sure you were. And that, my friends, is episode 17 of Money to Burn in the Books. I hope you enjoyed the show. You got to spend a little bit of my birthday with me through the power of podcasting. Um, I'm not sure if you did notice earlier on the brand new section of the show, None of Your Business. I actually did a miscount. 
Yeah, I gave you 10 facts, and I did give you 10 facts, but I said one of the numbers twice. But look, it's my birthday, so you have to give me a bit of a break. I appreciate all the listeners. If you want to reach out to me and say hello, it's always great to talk to you. Money to burn podcast at gmail.com. You can also get us over on Twitter, money to underscore burn. Money to burn podcast also over on Instagram. Reach out, say hello, introduce yourself. It's always great to talk to you. I want to say a happy birthday to uh, my cats, Gypsy and Roman, as well today, as it's their birthday as well. How ironic is that? their birthday falls on the same day as mine it was meant to be but look enjoy the rest of your day i'll talk to you again soon and as always stay safe stay happy but most of all stay lucky